Hello, hello, and welcome back to episode five of the Millennial Effect podcast. I'm your host, Nikki. And I'm your co-host, BR. And today's guest is one of my best friends. She was the maid of honor at our wedding. She's actually a really close friend of mine, too. And her story is quite the unconventional one. Um, It's definitely something that people should be more aware of, especially us gringos out there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I feel like this is something that's not openly discussed because it kind of like, I don't know, it's it's a touchy subject for a lot. Mm -hmm. So having this guest's perspective on this is a a treat. Yeah, and I want to also mention that she is extremely positive and I don't know, she just, she sees this as a good thing and I really respect that and it's it's always good to look at the positives of things, so. So, welcome my bestie, Isa Membreño, to the show. Hi, Nikki. Hi, Barry. Thank you for having me here. I'm, I'm very excited to be here and, and share a bit of my, my personal experience with you guys. So, thank you well, for having we're me. We're so excited to have you on because the three of us have like very different experiences with the topic that we're going to be talking about today. Definitely. And I'm probably the least knowledgeable in this. (laughs) I know. I know. I love it. So um, let's start. Why don't you tell our listeners about your experience moving here from your home country to go to school and, and what it was like to study in a foreign country? Sure. Yeah. Um. So. So. Uh. I'm originally from Honduras, right? That. That's where I'm based out of San Pedro Sula, Honduras. Um. I went abroad to study at Lynn University. That's actually how I met Nikki and Barry. Um. A few years back. Um. I think for me personally, it's something that I always knew was going to happen eventually. Um. You know, it's something my parents had already. You know, uh, as soon as we started going to high school, it's something. It was known that their idea of success for us was to, you know, study abroad somewhere. We we didn't necessarily know where, but the States is always, you know, for, for third world countries, the States is always academically, it's, it, it's a vastly different um, academic environment. So I think it was already known. So in that aspect, I was pretty much mentally prepared. I knew for, from a young age that eventually I was going to go to the States to study um, but I don't think you're actually never really fully prepared um, for, for such a vastly different experience. You know, it, it's it's a new country. It's obviously a new language. Um, it's a whole melting pot of people, especially at, at Lynn University where, where we went because it's, you know, as you know, it's a super internationally diverse school. Um, so I think in, in that aspect, it was a bit of a challenge to get accustomed to it. Uh, definitely being so far apart from my family was uh, an experience on itself. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I would say it, it has its both cons and, and, and advantages. You know, it's it's nerve wracking experience. But overall, I believe it's it's it was a very necessary thing for me to develop as a person. And, and who I am today, you know, starting abroad was definitely a huge catalyst for that, for sure. Yeah, and I feel like just, especially me, since I, I was kind of on the same boat as you, I feel like like taking that giant leap kind of forces you to grow up and, and figure out what it is that you want to do and all of that because you don't have your parents with you all the time to kind of be guiding you through life and stuff like that. So 
I feel like you and I had kind of that same experience. Yeah, you too, is, though. You left not New York, really, though. So. I mean, but for me, my parents, they, they're in New York. It was a lot easier for them to fly down yeah. here. And and I wasn't leaving the country. I mean, leaving the country is yeah. something that's, I mean, that's scary, I, especially at such a young age. Definitely. I mean, I know I wasn't even really mentally prepared for college to begin with, but, you know, to have the added, you know, moving to a different country on top of that, that probably would, I don't even know how I'd do it. So see, like for me, that was the scary part. I yeah. mean, I don't know for yeah. you, Isa, but like for me, the scariest part was actually living in a different country for my family. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It definitely was, you know, it, it was a huge adjustment for myself. I think for me personally, the one thing that really helped me through it is that I didn't go. I mean, I went by myself in, in regards to my family, but some of my high school um you know, my my high school friends also went to the same school at the same time. So I didn't feel fully, you know, unprepared in that sense, because I did have somebody that I previously knew. And, and you know, we had a years long relationship. So I felt pretty secure in that sense. But I think moving, you know, cross country is definitely a huge um, you know, for, for self-development, you know, you're, you're, you're a young adult, you just graduated high school, you're still trying to find yourself as a person. So for me, going cross country definitely pushed me into, you know, out of my comfort zone, but into the right direction to who I am, who, who I developed to be, you know? Right. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like I really owe your group of friends a lot for like my development and everything, because even though I, when I did move to college, my brother was there, but he was older. He had his own group of friends and stuff like that. Yeah. So you guys kind of like adopted me <laughs> in your little group of friends. So it almost felt like, like you, you guys always felt like family to me. No, so, likewise. I, I, I feel like that, that happens a lot, though, no? because we're all from Central America. Like, like I said, I'm from Honduras. Nikki's from Costa Rica. So it, it felt pretty natural to just like mesh everybody together. I, I, I don't know if, if, if you would agree on that. But to me, oh, that, that's how it felt. A hundred percent. And it's just like, I still find it hilarious that you and I at the beginning, like didn't really get along. But I think <laughs> because our personalities are so similar. Yeah. 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 I mean, we, yeah. we didn't get along either. So it's it's weird, and look at you now, married. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So like, I I don't know. It, it's just I I do owe a lot to like your group of friends and and like the Hondurans for like taking me in and helping me so much during college, like during my my beginnings of college, because that that was a lot. Yeah, it was definitely a, a learning curve, but I think we you know over time learned to navigate it pretty well. Yeah, for sure. So after college, like. I feel like we always talk, especially on the podcast, we always talk about like people's like college experience and stuff yeah. like that. But I feel like for you, you had the biggest change out of like all of us after college. Yeah. So um, after college, as you know, uh, most international students have the option of, of extending their stay within the U.S. in what is called the OPT. It's the Optional Practical Training Program. Uh, which is basically an extension. It's a legal work permit that you get after, you know, fully completing a bachelor's degree or a master's degree, just a, whichever higher education um, degree you get in the States. Um, so, yeah, my most of my of my, you know, colleagues or, or my my fellow students who graduated at the same time as me, everybody, you know, the what everybody wants ultimately is to somehow extend their their stay in the U.S. You know, you you've gone through so many years. You're pretty much accustomed to a new culture. Um, the opportunities that it presents working in the states is obviously, you know, especially coming from from Latin America, is 
is a vast difference to probably what you would be able to get uh, back home. So I always knew I wanted to extend my stay. Um, it was a difficult process, though, because we were based in Boca. Um, the, the PR field and, and industry in Boca Raton is, is pretty limited. Um, so I started tapping into Miami. Uh, I figured, you know, um, as a bilingual student, obviously, because I'm, I'm from Honduras, um, I figured I probably had a bit more leeway there to, to find something more in tune with, with my personal skills. And, you know, uh, I was able to find, um, I actually got first, uh, I, I'm not even sure if you know this, Nikki, but I actually, I actually got an internship first in Fort Lauderdale in a peer firm. It was a boutique peer firm in Fort Lauderdale. And they offered me, you know, like, yeah, you can stay here. We, we, we could even possibly offer you a sponsorship after your, your OPT is done. So I was like, oh, great. You know, I was super excited about it. Um, I drove like a week, you know, straight every day from Boca Raton to Florida, but to Florida, to Fort Lauderdale, sorry. Um, and then I pretty soon realized it wasn't what I had in mind. I was pretty much the, the coffee girl <laughs> making coffee for the whole office. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I, you know, like I said, I, I as soon as I started the, um, the internship, I realized, you know, this is not for me. Um, as an international student, you have such a small window of time to to really pursue something you like. So I figured, you know, I'm not going to spend the, the, the small amount of time I have picking somebody else's coffee. So I actually sat down with the CEO and I and I pretty much straight up told him, like, listen, I, I appreciate the opportunity. It's it's been um it's been great, but you know, I, as an international student, I just can't, I can't do this. You know, it's it, it it's not really for me. It's not going to help me in my career development in any way. And he was pretty understanding. Thankfully, I, I, you know, it, it, within my situation, I, I, I think it, he was pretty understanding. Um. So then I, I decided to leave my comfort zone, which was Boca, and you know, a, a bit more into the northern, uh, side of of South Florida, and I decided to move to Miami. Um. I applied there with a global PR firm. They they are specialized in the U.S. Hispanic market and in Latin America, so it was pretty pretty in line with with my expertise. Um, and I got an internship there, so that's pretty much how I started um, in Miami. You know how how my move went about to Miami, um, and I've pretty much been there since then. That was back in 2016. Yeah. Yeah. So you've been there for a really long time. Like, and I, I know. Yeah. It's actually been. Awesome. And I know that, um, like, you've grown a lot with the company. But what I was going to say earlier is that I feel like this whole OPT situation, like, yeah, as stressful as it can be for international students and all of that, I feel like it kind of like forces you to like go out and figure things out. And it doesn't give you enough. Time, yeah. A, it doesn't give yeah. you enough time to really like stop and think like, oh, is this what I really want to be doing? You know, because I feel like that's like you're looking for a career, and that's like a serious thing. You you really shouldn't just jump into something. Yeah, and and it kind of like forces you into your field, you know, because exactly. like if if I had been in that situation, I probably would be in PR right now. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure, for sure. It definitely pushes you into a very specific industry. And there is not, not not much leeway after to, to, you know, shift your focus. So if you want to study a, a very particular thing as an international student, yeah, for sure. The, the OPT requires you to stay within that field after. So, you're, yeah, you're pretty much closing in your your area, your, your field uh, from a very young age. Yeah. 
Yeah, see, and I, like, now that I'm, well, you know the story behind this, but, like, now that I'm trying to kind of pursue PR a little bit more, like, I'm four years late, you know? I'm just starting to think of what I learned in college and try to put those skills in, like, in motion, you know? So had I been in your situation, I would have been, like, that much closer to being able to do what I'm trying to do now. So because when I graduated, I didn't, I, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Like, I, oh, me. it was just like way too broad. Like, do I want to do advertising? Do I want to do PR? It's, you know what I mean? Like I, I didn't, I didn't, no one told me like, you have to do this versus I feel like since I'm such a structured person, had I been on this like whole OPT thing where you kind of have to pursue something in the industry for what you went to school for, that would have made my life like a lot easier. But that's just me saying that now. You don't even know that. And that's the crazy thing. No, I know. But like I'm saying mm-hmm. that now, obviously, because yeah. I wasn't in that case. But I know myself. And if I had been in that position, I probably would have been like complaining the whole time and oh, been yeah. completely yeah. over it yeah. so quick. I, I give you a lot of credit for that, too. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's it's uh, it's a tough choice to make. And yeah, you, you feel a bit pressured um, time wise. You know, it, it's a very time sensitive process. So, yeah, it's it's nerve wracking. But you know, it's, it's, um, it's a good opportunity to sort of just jump in with your eyes closed. Um, and again, you know, in school, I feel like that's probably something a, a lot of, you know, listeners can resonate to. I don't think in school, you know, regardless of, of what your major or your field of study is, I don't think you ever actually get the knowledge you will need in the real world. You know, like once you actually start a job, it, it's a whole different story. Oh, a hundred percent. A hundred percent agree. Um, So speaking of like OPT and visas and this and that, like, I know that you're back in Honduras because your whole visa situation didn't work out here in the U.S. for work. Yeah. So do do you feel like there's like pros and cons to not getting a visa through your job? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's a sensitive subject that I feel like for a lot of uh, a lot of people who have gone through this. I think you pretty much have your eyes set that, you know, I'm, I'm, I really hope to make it. I, I really hope to stay in the States, but it definitely does have its pros and cons. Uh, me personally, what happened is, you know, I started as an intern in 2016. I, I pretty much worked my way up to a junior account executive by the time uh, my OPT was done. Um, but I was, uh, I was doing pretty well, you know, uh, and my, my employer wasn't ready to, to let me go just yet. Uh, we tried to, you know, explore a bit of, of the possibility of, of doing the whole visa sponsorship, but you know, my, that, like I said, the peer firm where I work is a global, um, it's a global company. So, um, who had the, the NSA was our, our, you know, our, our parent company, which is based in Europe. Um, it pretty much played out that way. Um, so what we did is they offered me a, an independent contract, right? So I became a consultant by myself uh, independently and that's what we did. So now I do provide my services, my, my consultancy services just independently and I work from home, but I, I do remain, you know, pretty much a, 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 a pretty big part of, of my you know, uh, responsibilities are, are just as if I were sitting in an office in Miami. Yeah. Yeah. So just, I feel like, or this is, I can't speak for everyone, but at least for myself that I work from home too. I feel like that, just that, just being able to work from home is such a huge pro because you're not tied down to an office that's going to keep you there for like until you get your vacation days. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, and, I like, think it, 
sorry, sorry for the interruption. I, I was going to say, I think it really depends though, Nikki, on, on your industry, you know, because for myself, it's definitely a pro in the sense that, you know, flexibility, working hours, you can pretty much design your own work schedule. And, you know, if, I, I like to have a good life and work balance. So in that sense, it's a huge pro. But it also presents its cons. For, for me personally, in, in, in the peer sector, you know, media relations is, is a huge component of, of what I do. And being in such a geographical, uh, different area than, than what most of my clients and, and most of the projects are located in is definitely a con. You know, um, you, you're not able to have that face-to-face time with clients. You're not able to have that... Um, you know, face-to-face time with journalists and, and sort of, you know, hone in on your relationships with them. So it's it, it's a double-ended sword, I would say. Um, but yeah, I mean, if, if, if you learn to navigate it well, it can definitely work to your advantage, I, I would think. Oh yeah, for sure. And see, like I've been, like now I'm an independent contractor, so I pretty much make my own schedule too. But mm-hmm. I've also been on the other end of the spectrum where I've been like an employee just working from home. So I had a nine-to-five where I had to be like in my home office from nine to five, you know? So like, I, I like, of course not the relationship building part, but I, I do get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So I know you, you previously mentioned, um, well, you've been, you've been with your company for like quite a few years now. And I know that you mentioned going from, um, an intern to a junior account executive. So like, I don't know if you want to talk about how you've, grown with your company because I know that that you have grown quite a bit yeah I mean uh, today like I said like I, I'm an independent contractor now but uh, my sort of responsibilities within the company would be equivalent to what a senior account executive does you know in, in a direct employee um so yeah I've, I've pretty much grown a lot uh I would say um you know, it, it's due to a, a, a number of different reasons. Uh, for one, there was a, a big structural change within the company. So that worked to my advantage um, a few years back. But I, I I would say just resilience, you know, um, working from home. I, I think the expectation back then with, with my company was they were a bit afraid this was the first, you know, sort of a collaborator they had that wasn't in office uh, the whole time. So it was a learning curve for them. It was a learning curve for myself, obviously, as well. Um, but I think over time, they were able to grasp the fact that, you know, I, I take my job very seriously. I have a, a, a very strong, strong work ethic. So, um, I mean, I'm always online. If, if, if a client has some sort of, you know, um, mishap or, or something happens or a publication comes out, you know, bashing them or something, I'm, I mean, I'm always on the lookout. I'm, I'm always online. So I think that really helped helped me sort of grow um, in that sense within the company. And yeah, I mean, I, I think if you keep if you keep at it, despite your circumstances, you know, I, I could have pretty much just said, oh, th- this isn't working for me, you know, like this, uh, I wanted to stay in the States, which was ultimately my end goal. But if you work with the things you have, I think you can still go, you know, pretty far. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like it takes a special type of person to be able to see things this way and be able to work your way up the company, like given the circumstances that you were given, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It, it definitely wasn't a piece of cake and definitely took some time. You know, it's, it's going to be almost four years now that I've been at the company. So it wasn't something that happened overnight. It's something that I, I worked at for a long time and it's something I, I still work at, you know, I, I still want to climb up the, the ladder if, if in any way possible. So, yeah. Yeah. It's an ongoing process. Yeah. 
And I, I feel like that's a big thing. Like, like, I feel like a lot of, of like younger people just starting to get into their real jobs and all of that. They think that money is going to come fast and like the titles are going to come fast and all of that. But at the end of the day, you really have to work for what it is that you want. And you for sure have proved that like time and time again. You've had to work overtime. But I feel like if you abide by them, you know, and, and, and if you work hard, you can still make a name for yourself, you know, despite your geographical area, you know, despite where where you're based out of. If, if you really want to pursue something, there are ways to go about it, you know. Yeah, and that's that's kind of like where I was trying to get at with this. Like, it doesn't matter what you're doing or where you're doing it as long as you're working hard because nothing is going to like fall into your lap. You, you have to work. Yeah. And, and you, you have to be open to, you know, you, you have to be adaptable. Adaptability is, is a huge skill. That's probably going to work to your advantage regardless of, of, of your industry. Um, but yeah, if, if, if you're willing to work hard and if you're willing to show uh, your employer, you know, that, that despite where, where you're based out of, you're still going to continue you know, giving it your best. Um, I, I, I think it's definitely something that a lot of people could, could venture into if, if they really wanted to. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And well, kind of like the last question that I had for you is like, do you see yourself doing this forever? Like doing PR or do you see like yourself venturing out into something else? I think for the time being, PR is pretty much my calling. Um, I'm, I mean, I've I've done you know content development for for a long time, and writing is a, you know a, a huge passion of mine. So I think in that sense, PR is is very in line with with my personal likes and dislikes. Um, agency experience, I would say, is is very important for 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 somebody in the PR field. So for now, for the time being, I think yeah, I'm 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 very okay with where I'm at. I don't know if in the future, you know, never say never. So who knows? Maybe in the future, I I want to venture into something else. But for now, yeah, I I really do like PR. I really do like the fast paced, um, PR firm type of feel. Um, maybe something I could do later on, which is something I have pondered on um, for a while now, is sort of venturing into something more niche, some something more, you know. Um, maybe like lifestyle PR or, you know, I'm, I'm huge on animals. Who knows, maybe working for an NGO or something like that, but always, you know, in, in the PR spectrum. Yeah. 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 So that, that was going to be like my, my next and final question. Like what, what niche you were, you like, what niche you really saw yourself into, but you, you kind of just, yeah, yeah well, it, it's, you know, PR is something I feel like, especially right now with, with the whole pandemic thing. Um, I think it's a very important industry that maybe goes a bit, uh, often it goes overlooked. Um, it, it, it's a lot of background behind the scenes things that happen when, you know, you come to recognize a brand um, for, you know, a, a key message or, or something you heard on a broadcast or something. Uh, so I think um, crisis like the ones we're living today sort of, you know, highlight these different areas that are really important for brands and, and for companies to to hone in on. And and I think PR is probably a, a, a very big one in that sense. So um, I do see myself still, you know, pursuing PR. I'm, I'm not sure if it's going to be the agency life forever. Um, probably not. So, you know, in the future, I'm, I'm probably going to want to do something a bit more specialized, but not sure yet. I I think for the time being, you know, PR PR agencies probably where 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 I'm going to continue for the next couple of years. Yeah. 
cool. Yeah, I feel like I feel like you like you were born to be a publicist. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like whenever I think yeah. of you, I think of like PR. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. What, I, I feel. Like I don't know. Nice. I just feel like you're a people person. Like, yeah. you, like you're you're really easy to talk to, and like I don't know. You're just like a people person. You'll talk. Yeah, to I mean, uh, it, it's it it's comes with the territory, you know, and. Yeah, it, it's something I like to do. You know, like I said, I think in the in the PR world, what what most appeals to me is is the content development part. But you know, relationship wise, is also it, it, it's a good weapon to have, if, if, if you might say so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to sit down and talk to us and tell us about like your whole experience going from being an international student to like now being a publicist and all of that. So thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you guys for having me. I'm, I'm very excited about, about your podcast. I, I think it's a great platform for millennials and, and people trying to find their way. So not to the contrary. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you. Wow. Thanks again, Isa, so much for sharing the story, not just with us, but with our audience. And this is a story that we've lived by your side this whole time but it was definitely really interesting to have you actually like give us a full timeline of everything that happened and how it happened and all of that so I just wanted to say thank you from my end and I wanted to say thank you from my end as well I, I know it's a touchy subject but I really appreciate you basically explaining your story to our audience I'm sure they appreciate it as well Yeah, of course. And thank you guys for listening this far out. We love recording these podcasts. And we hope you love listening to them. All right, you guys. Thanks so much. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.